All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KVN Live. I'm Jeff Malott. We got my partner Ryan Lambert over there on the road again. How you doing, Ryan? On the road. I'm good, How'd buddy. Like I'm good. Busy. How'd you like that intro music, man? Man, I like it. DJ's been been hard at work for us, slaving away. I like it. He, he's putting yeah, down he the us. putting down the hot tracks. <laughs> yeah, man, he surprised us with that oh, one. Yeah, that was cool. I appreciate him. Appreciate him doing that. And uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed it. D- Dwayne's in the comments already saying he liked that. So good stuff. And t- uh, tell thank him, you all. Uh, tell him about the revision. Yeah, yeah. It was the the initial version had <laughs> Jeff Mallet, which that's fine. I've been called Jeff Mallet since I was like uh, I don't know five. So I, I was good to roll with it. But he was good enough to go ahead and change it up for us. So DJ, you the man. Appreciate you, DJ. That's right. We got yes. that hustle and flow. I like it. Like uh, it. And we got a good amount of people on our, here already, which is cool for six o'clock. We had to make a last minute change to make it work out schedule wise. So thank you all for jumping on here this early. Help us out for folks that didn't know we were going early and give a, give us a little share to an area that you think they might want to hear this information. I don't know, local group or whatever, maybe to your page. If you're feeling, feeling froggy. We're going to go over a few things before yeah. we get started with uh, our special guest. We've got John. From Fishing Chaos here, it's going to be an interesting discussion. I know there's been some stuff on KBN. You know, we've had a few threads talking about it, so that'll be fun. Uh, but before that, talk about a few things. What about a shout-out to Mr. Conrad Benetti, a.k.a. Cornbread Spaghetti, getting a big victory down in Florida this week? Hey, you know, and he, he I got got the V-neck on in honor of, in honor of Conrad. Uh, right. Good job, you know. We we all give him give him a little back and forth on the uh, the live tournament aspect, and he he posted uh, during the tournament he had some fish questioned or DQ'd or something about hand placement, and I said, "Yeah, live tournaments are hard." And of course, Conrad made a made a T-shirt with a quote on it uh, that he posted the other day. So yeah. there's there's a new lucky shirt out there. So the man stepped out, won him a live event. Next up. To cross the Florida border, come up, come up and fish with some of the other folks, right? Oh yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. Uh, something else I want to talk about, which is really, it's a, it's something we've been talking about the last few times, and that's no news on the bass schedule. I think we'll get that before January first, Ryan. It's not looking good. No, nope. Christmas is coming. <laughs> I don't, I don't so. think so. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know really. I, I have no idea, but I haven't heard yeah. too much, too much yeah. about it. Theirs isn't out. I think I saw a graphic for KBF that an official graphic, possibly. I don't know if it was official or unofficial, uh, with the two back-to-back one-day trail events coming out. So that's out. Uh, I know BOS has been official for a long time. There's been a few regional tournaments announced with All-American Series and a few others. So curious to see where that comes down. Uh, Todd Batrick says no. I think I agree with you. And then the only other thing I want to touch on, man, before we get going, is last year we had a lot of fun with the – the award show at the end of the year kind of laughed and, and had a good time with that. So we're going to drop that survey. Hopefully I'll drop that tonight, maybe tomorrow, some of those questions on it. So we can have some fun with that survey and do our year, the end of the year show. Oh, I don't know. Probably after Christmas, right before the first of the year. And that'll be fun. Yeah. And we've got one yeah, yeah, yeah. big announcement. What do you think, Ryan? You want to drop that announcement right here and now for our first ever sponsor for Kayak Bass Nation podcast. Sponsor, sponsor. What? That's right. We've got a sponsor. Someone supports us. 
Someone supports oh it. The gosh. ink is barely dry on the contract, but uh, we'll have graphics and the whole deal by next next cast, I bet. But I'm going to go ahead and drop the, the announcement right up here and share the screen. Boom. Western Sun. Oh, Vodka. my goodness gracious. Western well, that's Sun. Gonna, that's going to be a welcome addition to my liver. That's right, man. Uh, Western <laughs> Sun out of Texas. I know they support Texas already with the kayak scene down there. Uh, we were lucky to get in t- contact with them. And boom, Western Sun is on board supporting us. We're going to have a lot of fun with those guys. We've had some great conversations with them. And, you know, they've got a good product. i got a cabinet full of it already, so I can't wait to uh, – Seriously, huge, huge shout-out to Duke for hooking that up. You know, he's had that relationship in place for a while, and they've been big supporters of the kayak fishing community, and they've really stepped up, you know. And I think you're going to see more and more of that kind of thing happening. Hopefully, you know, as all of us keep working a little bit harder, we can pull in some of these – outside influences here and get get things rolling i like it appreciate it western sun uh, promise promise we'll use it use a lot and make you proud clifton allen said north texas kayak fishing owns kbn maybe a small part now since they are partners with you guys <laughs> no no but uh, yeah oh, western man, sun, man that, that's awesome stuff we're, we're excited about it and uh, like i said more info to come on that we're gonna have fun with that let me see here agreed Agreed. All right. Appreciate the support, guys. I'm getting some some funny uh, comments in the deal already. But with that said, <laughs> with that said, what, are we, what yeah. about bringing in our guests, man? I think everybody's here not to listen to us talk about Western Sun. Let's they want to hear it. about let's do it. fishing chaos tonight. So with that said, let's bring in John. That's John. Chaotic. Okay. Hey, guys. Cali, Cali guys. Did I say that right? You got it right, man. All right, man. John with Fishing Chaos. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Appreciate you having me on. So yeah, tell no, us, let's good. let's cut down to it, John. How long uh, how long <laughs> have you how long have you been uh, you know involved in in running tournaments and stuff? Like obviously, this just came on our radar you know a couple months ago, but you've been at this for a while. This isn't some you know brand new thing you just cooked up overnight, right? Right. Yeah, we've been we've been running tournaments for over four years now. Um, we really cut our teeth on the physical tournaments, the the main weigh-ins where you know you're bringing fish in and whether it be bass or offshore, inshore, um, not, not typically, uh, you know, catch photo release. We've always had that capability. The majority of our high school teams and collegiate teams used it internally for, um, for kind of, uh, you know, qualifiers internally so that they can get their, their traveling team. So we've run some of the, the largest tournaments um, on the saltwater side. You know, our first tournament had over 4,000 anglers, had 31 species, uh, 86 ticket types with about, I think, 136 leaderboards. So um, so we've been doing tournaments for a very long time. So what uh, – I like it. I like it. And go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, you've been tournament, doing tournaments for a while. Has it been mostly on the salt side? As opposed I would to say that, I would say the majority of our early tournaments, uh, we picked up some college teams and high school teams that uh, were mainly bass, uh, and and even those were still physical weigh-ins. I mean, we 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 just did a pretty large tournament, about three hundred anglers on Lake Martin Saturday. Um, we've obviously done you know bigger ones on the bass side and smaller ones. I mean, that's the beauty of our software is it really doesn't matter if it's you know five thousand anglers or two. I mean, we've had We've had charter boats. Uh, we also, I mean, that's not all we do. We also have some fishing guide management services, and we've had charter captains that have tournaments between each other, uh, just for the hell of it. 
All right. So you running, guys... you know, I mean, obviously you have the, the ability to take payments and, and kind of run, you know, business through, through your site as well. Uh, how do you see that? Do you go through PayPal? Like, you know, we've heard this is going to speed up payouts and whatnot. Uh, can you give us the insight as to, you know, kind of the business aspect of, of the way that, that you're at work? Are you guys managing the money when you take it in? Uh, like, how, how does that play out that it's really going to benefit the angler on the back end? Yeah, so so we have multiple different payment strategies. I think that's some of the confusion. Um, you know, one of the things that we do not want to be is we do not want to be, you know, having a lot of cost in, in administration. So we try to do as much as we can on the automated side. Um, so currently we, we take payments through a processor called Stripe, which is the same one that like Uber and Lyft and all of them use. Uh, and what it does, it allows us to, you know, have a piece of it go to us if there is a piece for us. If there's not, then the rest of it goes to the, um, to the, tournament, to the tournament account. And we actually have a couple of different things in the works with the club side that um, doesn't necessarily have to go directly to a bank account. It can stay, you know, in-app. Uh, payouts can be used for it. It can be used for entry fees. Um, so there, there's a lot of capabilities that, that we have that, you know, going straight PayPal, um, we sort of lose. I'm not saying we would ever not go that route, but with that route, you have more, you know, admin fees associated with it because typically it's, as a tournament director, you put in your PayPal account. As the tournament angler, you put in their PayPal account, and then you have to do billing after the fact, which is just you know a waste of time and adds cost to it. So we try to streamline that process. So one of the biggest complaints over the years with a couple of tournament management systems was that associated cost getting eaten up in the middle. So mm -hmm. it sounds like you guys have workaround for that. Yeah. So like for instance, our cost is uh, based on ticket price, obviously with a max. I mean, we have some tournaments that are $50,000 entry fees. I mean, some of those offshore, you know, Marlin tournaments, they're, you know, we, we don't take a percentage of that. We have a max for it. But typically, in just your standard tournament, we take a percentage. Uh, the posted cost is 3.5% plus $1.50. Um, and if you are a paid subscriber, then you don't pay anything. And that paid subscription is a Fishing Chaos paid subscription, which is either $3.99 a month or you pay for 11 months and you get one free. You pay annually. So if the tournament decides they want to pass our fees to the angler, then they, it's right there in front of you. You see it. Um, if you're a subscriber, you also see how much you save. So like on a you know, $40 ticket fee, I think our fee is like $2.90. Uh, if you pass it to the angler, then you would be paying forty two uh, ninety. If you're a subscriber, you're paying forty dollars, and then the tournament gets forty dollars minus the two point nine percent and thirty cents credit card fee, which is the same type of fee that PayPal uses. And we don't we don't touch it. Uh, we don't have to be involved. There's no administrative fee after the fact. Um, it it shows up in your account. Uh, you know, one to two days later. Uh, you see that it's in there, but it's just like your bank, you know, pending transactions, things like that. So your ticket is your and entry. And we're used to, you know, we're used. To, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead, Ryan. And we're used to paying. We're used to paying, you know, the five dollars or what, you know, whatever it is uh, yeah. per entry. Um, but 
tell us tell us the benefits of, of being a subscriber and what comes with that you know other than than every tournament you sign up for you're not paying that that extra yeah yeah extra so money. so right now um we also deal with fish usa we have deals with some other other companies that are giving our subscribers uh different features one one of the ones with fish usa is a 20 dollars coupon that'll go to you uh, we have some fees or some discounts with some of the um, bump board manufacturers to give you 20% off. Um, you, we also store your entire catch. So your public profile, if you are a subscriber, uh, you know, sort of breaks out everything about your catch, not specifically an individual catch, but your, your catch aggregation. Um, so if you're fishing only tournaments, you're only going to see your tournament catches there. If you're not a subscriber, you just see the tournaments that you fished in. Uh, same goes with the uh, the clubs. You know, we show you which clubs you're a member, or we show you know the public profile which clubs you're a member of. Um, we also show your featured fish. Um, all that you get for free. But then, if you want very specific details, you know, a, a paid member uh, is required. And so if you're a paid member for the tournament, you not only see the tournament side, you also see exactly where you, where you placed and then an instant link directly back to it. So if, if somebody just wants to, you know, see what you've done in the past, you know, maybe they want, they're looking at sponsoring you, uh, they can have one place where they can go and then go not only see, you know, a first place finish is great, but if it's first out of five people, not that impressive, but they can actually go directly to the tournament and see that you're first out of 300. Uh, then it means something. So we, we allow that to be very easy for people to, uh, to see that. Well, I've got, I've got a couple questions for you from the crowd and a couple that I had written down as well. And number one, and, and you may or may not be aware of this, uh, but Clifton Allen asked, is this app connected directly or in any way financially partnered with KBF? In, in the kayak fishing, and the reason I ask that is in the kayak fishing world, there's about a I hate to call it 50-50, but there is definitely a stigma that goes with KBF that some folks completely can't stand them. Some people love them like it's the only kayak fishing platform that exists, and that's fine. Uh, so some of these guys want to know, is Fishing Chaos in any, in any sort of financial partnership with them? Not at all. They are a customer. Um, you know, we, we sort of – so the way that we started with CPR – is mainly with big brands. Um, when COVID hit, Auburn University, which we were talking about earlier, their bass team has like 90 members and their seniors were not gonna be able to fish any more tournaments. So we've always run their, uh, you know, in, in-house tournaments like we were talking about. They came to us and said, listen, why don't we just make one of these nationwide? And so they, make an, they made an Instagram post and I want to say in, in less than a day, so probably a Friday night, uh, they had 22 unique states with 44 unique schools all entered. And I was like, hmm, maybe this, you know, is something. Um, then we got, we did a uh, tournament with Salt Life. Uh, they did one. And then that was nationwide. And then we did one with the Discovery Channel. And that was nationwide. And we started seeing that, you know, there was definitely something to this. And our system was handling it fine. I mean, there's, there's no, it's actually a little bit easier uh, because everything is sort of spread out as opposed to like the, the main large tournaments when you're weighing one fish every 15 seconds on eight different scales. 
with 15 different iPads all going at the same time with crappy internet service that, you know, is typically in the area of where you're fishing. So, um, so we, we showed ourselves to the public in that manner. And I know that, uh, KBF was looking for, you know, a, a partner that can handle some large tournaments reached out and they're a customer. That's all it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we've got a lot of questions come coming off in here and I had, I, you know, previously reached out to John and talked to him before we ever set up coming on the show to make sure that, you know, this was actually worth looking at in the first place. And it wasn't some joke because it seems like every year we've seen, you know, a new tournament measuring system or management system. Uh, you just throw this on the floor and, and, you know, we count pixels in our imagination and tell you how long. The... So like, I don't, I don't want to waste anybody's time by bringing this guy on here. Like we had, we talked for what, an hour and a half, John? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. like I tried to make sure that this was worth looking at, you know? And uh, Patrick Malone asked one of the questions, which is what reminded me of that. Is the GPS data private between Angler and the TD? Because we talked about, you know, this, you know, button clicking data mining stuff that's out there. And oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, want to, yeah. you know. No, we, we, we go multiple steps. So. Yeah, we go. <laughs> well, no, I, we go multiple steps past whether it's private or not. Um, so in our configuration, uh, we, we use multiple different ways on sort of where the fish was caught. Everybody's talking about EXIF data and yeah, we will send you EXIF data, but EXIF data changes every single release. EXIF data changes by free app. You can go down, you can go search app store right now, EXIF data, EXIF viewer. You can change any picture. You know, you don't have to have any kind of software background to do that anymore. You can change a timestamp, you can change a GPS location, whatever. Um, so EXIF data GPS, we, we support it. You can see it if it's there. Um, iOS recently, you know, their latest update uh, makes you now select photos that you want to have available. And sort of the screwed up part is they still make that photo available, but just not the data about it. So you're able to still submit photos without EXIF data. Um, so we use submission GPS as well. No matter what, anytime we collect GPS, it's 100% the tournament director's uh, choice. You can turn that on with the click of a button, collect it, don't collect it. Anytime we collect it in red uh, letters, when the fish are being submitted from the cache log, it says tournament directors will have your GPS location. Um, we also have a separate configuration that is more of a fuzzy GPS. We ran a tournament for the state of Tennessee and it was purely the fish had to be caught in Tennessee. Care less about GPS location, right? So we have a, it's called, we call it our heat map, where a tournament director can look at a very high level uh, map of all the catches and they can see, oh, this catch was in Dallas. So obviously that's gonna break the, the rules of the tournament. Um, and, you know, with that, we, the tournament director does not necessarily have to be the one to be the judge. So in our configuration, if the tournament director is fishing, the judge can actually take away his privileges to see the GPS information. Um, and then after the tournament, add them right back. So, you know, th that's something that we definitely take. And, you know, all the information that tournaments are gathering during the tournament, they have full access to. They can download everything about it. 
We're all about, you know, privacy. We're not selling email addresses. We're not selling GPS data. Um, I mean, we, we go as far as, you know, we actually have a uh, patent pending right now on fuzzy GPS because we do a lot with conservation. Uh, we are a CCA uh, Alabama approved tagging platform. So all of the tagged redfish can go directly through our platform and we, we can provide them data. The angler has to opt in. Um, and, that, and all this comes from managing these physical weigh-in tournaments where we see, you know, scientists and the conservation guys asking these people, you know, where they caught the fish. And you'll, say, you'll hear, you know, in the mouth, you know, in the water, <laughs> things like that. But if you show them a map with like a grid, they have no problem pointing to a general area. And so, you know, that, that's, you know, we're, we're all about that. So if there's anything new, whether we create it or not, we would definitely look at that to, to help with that stigma of, you know, TDs being able to see GPS locations for maybe not the tournament they're fishing, but a tournament in the same place that they're fishing. I like, it all sounds good to me. I know that I, I'll tell you this, John, and you, you may or may not be aware of this, that kayak anglers are sort of resistant to change a lot of times. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they've got a lot of questions. Whenever there's a new thing that comes out, they're very hesitant. Like Ryan said, there's been a few that were complete clunkers from the jump. Um, you know, I, I told Ryan before we came on that I went and did your test tournament and made it, created an account, did my due diligence. And it, it is a pretty smooth interface. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and also in kayak fishing, there's a lot of loyalty involved. I mean, iAngler has been around a long time. Tourney X has obviously been around a while. Uh, Tourney X basically, I would say, built KBF almost, enabling them to do, you know, what they've been able to do uh, and enable all of us local anglers to, or sure. local tournament directors to really streamline our local tournaments. So there's a lot of loyalty there too. And we, you know, have a lot of respect for Dwayne and Tourney X and we'll continue to, to, you know, be a customer of theirs as well. Uh, so what can you tell the general kayak angler community that's out there watching this, you know, why they ought to give fishing chaos a chance as opposed to a couple of the other ones? Sure. Yeah. We hear it. We hear it all. Um, yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing that I can say is competition's good. You guys would not have tournaments if you didn't believe in competition. I mean, there's a reason some of us drive, you know, Chevy, some of us drive Ford, some of us, you know, drive something else. Um, you know, our software is never finished. Uh, we have, you know, seven full-time employees. This is our jobs. We have six of those guys, including myself, are developers. Everything's done in-house. Um, we listen, you know, if there's something like, I mean, PayPal has been a, a big one. I mean, you know, PayPal is something that, you know, if we need to, we will support. Absolutely. And we listen to those kind of things. We listen to the things like, Hey, my fingers are wet. Let's make the keyboard bigger or, Hey, you know, I, I can't find myself in this thousand person tournament. We now have a find me button. Um, you know, searching for anglers, being able to see who's fishing and not just a whole a list of 300 people, um, you know, on leaderboards that don't have fish. I mean, we have, a, we, we listen to this kind of stuff. So, you know, with respect to kayak specifically, if there are features, we'd love to hear them. And, you know, we're the kind of guys that, you know, we'll add them when they make sense. And PayPal is one of those things that's probably going to start to make sense. So it's not that, you know, they necessarily have to change. 
it's that they, they, they need to give us a chance to show why we're doing certain things. I mean, the fact that you can get paid out instantly, directly from the exact money that's coming in for the tournament, that's something that people, a lot of people don't see. The fact that, so that you can have, yeah. That, that's one of the things that I've always been confused about is <laughs> like we pay for these tournaments like weeks in advance and depending on what tournament you're fishing, you'll have the money like in your account that afternoon or they cut a physical check, you know, Monday, the next working day. I've never understood depending on what medium there was, where the money goes that you pay in like that to me that that has just always kind of blown my mind like if you give me your money i'm gonna have it and you know like until until the time that i give it away to somebody else but yeah and uh, you i know, think that is a good integration point with your app right is not having paypal as the middleman right and and you also you know you have things where you know we, we've done tournaments where the none of the money for the ticket goes to prizes I mean, you have free, we do free tournaments all the time when, you know, it's, it's dependent upon the sponsor. I mean, we can, we do it. We, we have a tournament that's about to go live that has some pretty big names on the saltwater side. And, um, you know, they just, for example, let's say that they're giving you a power pole. Well, the tournament director doesn't have that power pole. Um, the tournament director is sort of up, it's up to whoever offered that power pole, whoever offered the game cameras, whoever offered the prizes. So money is one thing that we can control. Um, and if we can't control it, it's because it got taken out and used other places. So um, that, that's one of the things that, you know, we're, we're sort of also a, a mediator between the tournament directors and the anglers. I mean, we are always fishing first. We're always anglers first. Um, there's some some of these features that tournament directors are asking about, and it's going to suffer. You know, some of the anglers might suffer because of it. We don't just add them; we think about the anglers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, that change is hard. Get back to your original question. Um, you know, give us a shot. You know, the the if you want to run a you know if you want to run a free tournament, if any ticket is free, it's free on our side. So anybody can spin up a tournament. We since there are a lot of configurations. We run through the first one with you, set it up with you, and then you're able to duplicate that and then just run with it. Um, if your ticket cost is zero dollars, our fee is zero dollars. So run with it. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no problem with that. Okay, that's that's uh, that's good to hear. And a nice feature, and I love the idea of anglers first. That's what makes us fans of different tournament series and just companies. And, and, yeah, and we we all of us here are anglers. Where three of us are, you know, have kayaks, but all of us fish. That's that's another thing. Is it's not that, you know, uh, common to see software developers that also fish, especially in one area in the United States. So um, we sort of we all have worked together previously at a previous job, uh, working with big Fortune, you know, one hundred companies, uh, doing development and devices and connectivity for all those guys, and so. Um, you know, so so we're we're listening as we also are fishing. So Josh Booth had a question. I'm gonna throw it in the, on the screen here. Basically, said instant payout could lead to an issue in CPR tournaments with challenges and disputes. I don't think you mean you don't mean that your app instantaneously processes a payout. No, it just has no. the money available to give a payout. Correct. Uh, absolutely. We, we we do not. That's what that's exact. That's the exact reason why we do not 
um, listen to the, the tournament directors 100% of the time because that would be a nightmare. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and like you were saying earlier, unless somebody takes the money out and does something else with it somewhere else. So they're still like, you guys aren't the bank. You're not in control of what a person right. running a certain tournament series would do. So, you know, it could still be pulled out and spent to pay off the last tournament or whatever for that, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. You got some good questions coming in. You got the, you got the uh, endorsement of Clifton Allen. So that's saying something, John. <laughs> Aware, aware of Clifton, but he's here. He's here for the people. He says. <laughs> so are we. Yeah, uh, I got a few questions about the interface and you know the app in general about some more things that it can do. Okay. Uh, so I and I've like I said I got on there and tried it, but I didn't you know obviously see all the features. I've heard rumblings that it's going to have the ability to track a club's AOI. Is that true? Mm -hmm. That is, and depending upon you know if you have like some craziness in it, like who has the most Instagram posts or something like that. <laughs> uh, um, if you know the, the, that's one of the, that's one of the things we do is like I said, we listen. Um, we've signed up quite a few clubs. Uh, the majority of them all have a very similar AOI. If that's the case and we can, you know, sort of map it out to multiple variables within a configuration, then yeah, we definitely can track that. Um, you know, typically, you know, it's, start out with a number for first place, then there's a delta between the two, and then there's a number of paths that are uh, rankings that go down to that number where you say, okay, first place gets 100, second place gets minus two, so 98, then 96, and then once you get to spot 20, then everybody that at least fish gets 50, and then if you didn't fish or didn't submit a fish, you get you know zero. If it's something like that, then absolutely, um, we will be tracking that for you. And that's in our club module, which is different from our tournament module, but still it's, it's more, um, you know, clubs are a superset of tournaments. What about the uh, multi-event problem? That's been so a problem for a couple different different apps that's been out is trying to submit to multiple events at the same time and having some errors. Yeah, so like right now, if you go to a, uh, a tournament that has – say bass specifically because we are multi-species um we have tournaments that have bass and redfish in the same one so um if you're doing one of those then it'll even look a little different but when you go to a tournament you hit submit catch then when you are uh, well the first thing we do is we ask you whether you want to take a photo or upload a photo we don't care um it's up to up to the tournament director if they want to allow you know both of those so then we instantly go to the length that's what you're going to type in. And then if you look down at the very bottom, after, uh, on, below the map, there's not only other uh, leaderboards. So these leaderboards are what your fish will qualify for inside this tournament. There's also other tournaments that you can submit to, which are by default checked. If you do not want to submit them to multiple, you uncheck them. And then when you submit them, they are one fish in your catch log that gets cemented, submitted twice, um, and they're two separate entries within the, the separate tournaments. And so they're judged separately. And they can also have different, you know, even though y'all might not think it, we do a lot of CPR tournaments that do involve weight. Um, so if there is a tournament that requires weight, we know that, and we'll ask you for weight as well, or count. You know, some of the redfish tournaments do dots. Um, 
we'll ask you for that, and but we're only submitting the the appropriate information to each individual tournament. I know you had a question there, Ryan. I cut you off. What you got, buddy? I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, no, I'm saying the thing. Go ahead, man. Yeah. GPS data manipulation. That's one of the things that, you know, has been brought up in the past. You know, there's a million different apps and kind of proxy things where you can literally pick where you want your GPS data to show up. And I know that it's uh -huh. been done on some other tournament management apps as a test and it wasn't caught. So what do you guys have against, you know, to defend against something like that? So I can tell you that we take submission GPS, which we're in control of. It's not inside of a, a picture, which is one of the problems with EXIF. Um, that, that right now is going to be your best bet. However, you, you will soon see a totally different model. And that's, that is not out. It's what we've been doing. Like I said, we've been doing a lot of looking and listening to how these CPR tournaments really run in some of the biggest issues. And that is a very big issue. I can, I could make a lot of money on a, a, you know, a behind the scenes of tournament fishing documentary or whatever it is. There's a lot of different things people do. Um, so we, we, we will have a, um, yeah, we will have something where, you know, that what you mentioned is no longer an issue and you should see that probably in that February timeframe. So it's still standard bump boards, okay. Good. still Good. ID cards, but it's going to be something totally different that, um, again, change, uh, change is going to be something that we're going to have to get people used to, but there's a reason we're doing it. We're not going to rely or we're not going to force you to do that. You're still going to be able to do submission. You're still going to be do, be able to do EXIF. But for those of y'all that want to try to get around that, you know, Try what we're going about to release. That'll that'll sort of change your mind on being able to uh, modify things. And we we look at it from a tech side as well. So there's a lot of technology that is already in use right now that hasn't even come close to touching the fishing industry. And uh, and we're utilizing some of that in the in our future releases. So something that happened to me over the weekend, I caught a fish. You know, earlier in a tournament, I. Uh, hit submit, you know, put my phone back in my pocket, pull it out. It's still trying to submit, you know, just running away. I don't have any service. We're up in Del Hollow. And then, you know, later on, I pull it out, close the app, restart the app, go to submit again. Same thing, put it back in my pocket. I pull my phone back out like two hours later, it's dead, like all yeah. the way dead, like nothing. D does your, I mean, does your service have anything like an offline mode or something like that where you could still tell your pictures to, to submit to the app. So you didn't have to worry about that part, but they haven't, if there's not service, they haven't gone across, I guess, to. Yeah. Now, so there's, there's two answers to that. The first part is what you have out there in production right now, it does time out. So it should not continuously try. And that's, that's on purpose. Um, the, the previous feature I was talking about handles all that offline mode for you to where you are basically fishing without service and being able to do time GPS and identifier without service as well. Cool. Ryan, do you see Jamie's question there? I didn't really quite get what he was aiming for there. He said, would this conversation be going on if Bass or Hobie wanted to use this app and not KBF? Uh, 
I suppose. I reckon it's still a different app, isn't it? Is yeah. It, <laughs> still be a different app yeah it would yeah. uh of course it would be still going on if it were a different app like honestly i think the point of of you know bringing this guy on here to tell us the finer details of the app me reaching out to him personally we have a mutual friend brian malone who i met turkey hunting this past spring with the mossy oak guys he told me about this months back and he's like i need to get you guys hooked up he's talking about getting the cpr tournaments and you know that's what piqued my interest. I didn't realize the KBF part of it until <laughs> till later on when I heard it, you know, on the rest of the interweb. But I mean, that's still something. Like if something you know is being brought to the table in kayak fishing, I think we kind of deserve giving it a, a fair shake if it's legit. And that was why we had that conversation last week. Is I want to make sure it is something that is legit and viable. And I really, I really think that it is, you know, I, we had, there's another thing I want to bring up that we talked about in our conversation last week, but I think what they have in place now and a growth potential of uh, that, I think can keep up with, with where I see the sport heading. Um, I really, you know, that's, that's why they're here. It's, it's a legit deal. Yeah. You know, we always, we always try to say we no topic is off limits and we certainly don't want to be biased. Uh, Ryan and I are kind of open with our opinions and, uh, you know, we deserve any any tournament series and or software or equipment deserves a fair shot. And uh, we want to know about it. So we're glad to have John on here talking about this. And so so far, so good, I'd say. It all sounds like uh, legit stuff and, you know, an exciting addition to kayak fishing. You want to get Kyle's question, Jeff? Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get caught up on some of these. Jeff Booth asked one earlier I wanted to throw in there, which is an interesting one to me. He asked, can, angler, can this help, app help anglers? get set up as guides <laughs> and earn income too. I don't know. Absolutely. You guys can facilitate it, but I don't think you, anybody can just become, you know, say they're a guide and slap their name on fishing chaos. Can they? Well, I mean, like we have multiple kayak anglers that, you know, we manage their entire guide service. Um, we have multiple charter businesses. We have multiple, you know, uh, we just signed up a, a charter out of Alaska uh, last week. And so we have a full module. That, that's another thing. We, you know, earlier I should have mentioned it. We're a platform. Uh, tournaments are a module within our platform. So is charter and fishing guide management. So we're not going to help you get your captain's license. But if you want to start booking online, uh, we handle all that for you. Uh, we do not take a cut of each booking, which is unique in a we, we have this conversation with another group on the, on the booking services. Um, we're different. We, you know, we are your $99 a month secretary. And so we allow you to have instant communication between you and your customers. Uh, we're your CRM for your customer or, you know, all of your customer list. Uh, so they sign up with us. You can instantly have your calendar live. Um, I mean, it's, it's a whole different module. Uh, and we've, we've had that out for, I guess, a year and a half now. And so we have some really good guides on there. Um, you know, they can take deposits, they can take fees, they can have add-ons. So if you want to charge, you know, 20 bucks for lunch, uh, you can split the payments, you can leave <laughs> reviews. I mean, you can do, it's a full thing. So the answer is yes, we can absolutely help your guide business. And, you know, with the kayaking guys, you know, specifically in our, if, if you're a member of our clubs, then, you know, we would love to give you guys a 30% off. 
So, um, so if you have kayak guides out there that want help with managing their business, as opposed to a little black book and 25 different, you know, text messages and everything like that, then, then definitely we can help. I don't think Josh needs to be asking it anyway. He's too busy. He's got his hands in too many different things already. Uh, so what, his question was it, Ryan Kyle's? Let me find it. Oh, there, there it is. You go. Do it up on the screen. Uh, uh, we yeah, have the challenge. the challenge feature. Yeah. What about yeah. that? So I can tell you that um, we had about eighty-five percent of that challenge feature totally done. Um, the the reason is when we were doing large tournaments as a physical weigh-in, we needed a way for, you know, efficiency. Uh, the, like the, the five, four or 5,000 person tournaments that I was talking about earlier that were physical, you know, there might be a three day event, uh, and the way station closes at 5 PM. Well, guess what? Everybody shows up at 5 PM. If you're in line, you get to weigh a fish. Before they were using us, uh, they were still weighing fish at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night because it was just so many people. So after they started using us, they started becoming more and more efficient, and, and we were able to track a lot of that stuff. So every year they were getting better and better. Um, next year we're actually probably going to have a mode called the Chick-fil-A mode, um, which allows you know sort of that drive-through efficiency. And, um, and last year. Does it, yeah. say my, does it say my pleasure? As it, will, it will now. <laughs> um, but you, you know, when they were still weighing fish at seven thirty, eight o'clock, and the waste, the weigh station actually closed at five last year. The same, even with COVID, same number of people. The last fish weighed was at five thirty nine. So we, it took us thirty nine minutes to go through that line that typically was two and a half hours. With the challenge series, when we were, you know, we were doing these large tournaments way before KBF and, you know, we did one, it was, it was a tournament with, uh, 180 high schools and the tournament director was the athletic director. And that athletic director said he wanted to judge all the fish. He quickly realized that was not the case. We had 5,000 fish entered the first weekend. And, um, that got us thinking, okay, well, how can we make this more efficient? Well, there's no reason to necessarily judge fish that are going to get cold. Um, there's no reason to judge fish that are, you know, or really give a deep in-depth look at fish if they're perfect. And you're really only needing to judge the fish that have been challenged that are also ranking fish. And so, what we did for the, the physical tournaments, how do we sped up that line, was the challenge piece of our functionality. Um, and it was not necessarily meant for just kayakers. I mean, this, this school system was not kayaking. It was, uh, it was bank, shore, boat, whatever. Um, and so we instantly saw that, hey, you know, this kid that put in a thousand entries for Brim, nobody needs to look at all those. It's just wasting, wasting time. Uh, so we looked at it and said, how can we make this efficient? And it's basically crowdsourcing, not the judging, but the crowdsourcing, which pictures really needed to get, a, uh, get taken a look at. And so it's more of an efficiency thing. Then what happens is, you know, the ultimate tournament is going to be a lot of anglers 
a lot of fish, a lot of entries with zero fish judged. And that's the end goal of a challenge because all fish are exactly correct. You know, I sat in a seminar one time and I, and I heard a guy say, hey, you know, if you think you're gonna get that extra quarter of an inch, go ahead and put it. Well, that's causing delays and, you know, all these guys judging these fish. And if you try to get that quarter of an inch, somebody else is gonna call you out on it, not the judge who you're paying. And so, you know, not only are we helping those guys, um, you know, judge, we're making the, the fishermen sort of more accountable. And what a lot of people don't know on the challenge series um, is if you challenge a fish correctly and a judge says yes to that challenge, you get a bonus point in the back end. What people start doing with it, don't know. You might Ooh. have turn. Yeah, you might have tournaments where you have prizes for the most people, the fish that have the least challenges. You might have tournaments where the people that have um, the most challenged fish, they might get a jo job as a judge. You might start wanting to take, you know, college <laughs> kids that are good at judging. Um, what you do with that, you know, we don't really care. We can actually use it on a lot of different things. But, um, but on the flip side, if you're one of those guys that are just constantly – challenge fish because they're incorrect we're also going to know that and then you can have your little penalty box your timeout <laughs> period or whatever it is so we don't think of it as you know bad thing and and you know purposely we don't tell the angler who challenged the fish the tournament director knows but you know we did that on purpose because i mean it's not meant for starting a fight or an argument it, it's meant to help the anglers um now is that fee for a challenge meant to like you get a free challenge, right? But is there a fee for a challenge as well? Is that meant to discourage or did I read that wrong somewhere? Yeah. So what you're probably looking at is the protest, not protest. The They're two different things. Okay. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. So, so, and, and I don't necessarily know, you know, in the CPR style of tournaments, how the most common use of a protest, but in the saltwater side, um, once a fish is judged, then you have typically a 24-hour period to protest. Um, if you protest, it typically costs money. And um, so the, and, and we have not launched the, uh, the protest side in the CPR yet. So you're not gonna see that. But the way it would work is if you are having a um, fish protested, that means a, a judge already looked at it. And so now you're going to go back and uh, potentially waste a judge's time by re-looking at it. And if you think that there's something wrong, the tournament director can put, and it's going to be the same for everybody. So in that tournament, let's say it's a hundred bucks, you know, you put up a hundred dollars, it doesn't come out of your account. And if it's a correct protest, it never comes out of your account. But if it is an incorrect protest, it does. And it goes to the tournament. And that's where the fee comes into play. Any angler, um, that is fishing in a tournament can challenge somebody else. Uh, and then any subscriber fishing chaos subscriber that is not fishing in the tournament can also. So I forgot that little perk earlier when we were talking about the subscriber, what are the features? They have the ability to start challenging people, um, outside of their tournament. Right now we have a, a really unique system set up where people will go through everybody's pictures after the tournament's over and screenshot it 
and post it on Kayak Bass Nation, and all hell breaks loose. That's our formal challenge that we have in place right now. <laughs> yeah, so, so if we could just get an RSS feed straight from Fishing Chaos, we could, we could cut out the middleman. You think they would do that if it was 100 so, bucks per? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm about. That's exactly what I was about yeah. to say. From now on, anybody that's going to complain on KBN, hundred bucks. Send us a hundred bucks. Yeah. If your complaint's valid, you're good. Uh, if not, then we're going to charge you. I mean, that's that's very typical in the saltwater uh, side. So that's that's again us coming from a different a different world that um, you know trying to solve another problem in in a similar problem in a different world. Uh, did you see, see Kyle's so follow-up? We're, we're getting close to the hour. I saw. Did you see it pop up, John? He was basically. I, I saw a big paragraph pop up, up but I didn't get to read it. Being challenged, yeah. So let's see. I'm asking because I have a fish on the KBF trial right now that have been up for a month. None have been challenged. They're all the same fish. Not going to win, but maybe I don't think that that the trial one counts against AOI. Um, I don't know which, which tournament you're talking about, but I mean, we're, we're not in charge of judging the fish. Um, so if your fish hasn't been challenged or hasn't been judged, I mean, just <laughs> send a note so, to them that you, you, you're probably can good. You please judge his fish right now, right now. Please. I can't, I, I can't. Well, judge no, so Ryan, Ryan, what I got from that is a new app, but business as usual over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not saying anything. John just, yeah, caught, yeah. John just caught in the crossfire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, before we get off here, John, I, I want you to tell us about the, the black box that you were talking about that yeah. is currently you're using on big boats. But that to mm -hmm. me was a very interesting uh, deal there. Yeah. So, so it goes back to where we came from. Um, all of our guys, um, actually one's walking in right now. All of our guys, came from the connected, uh, the connected home world. So we built devices for Samsung. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with smart things, uh, the connected TVs, connected refrigerators, light switches, thermostats, all that kind of stuff. You have, uh, we did devices for Xfinity Home. Uh, we are not in charge of their customer support, but <laughs> we did devices for them. We did devices for Lowe's. We did all these different huge companies. Uh, and connectivity, uh, the, the key word was IoT, Internet of Things. Um, and so that's where we came from. And so that world does, did not necessarily exist in the fishing community. So for the, the connectivity piece that you're talking about for our, our boats is it goes onto a typical boat, whether it be a bass boat, a center console, or a $12 million Viking sport fisher. Um, it is by... First, a security system for your boat. So uh, we actually know more than just if your boat starts, you know, moving like a 19, you know, 90s car alarm. If you bump it, it's not going to go off. We, we have some features in there for the security side. Um, it has cellular, it has Bluetooth, it has Wi-Fi. Uh, it has a short range radio to talk to sensors on the boat. It also has a long range radio to talk to other boats, um, which I think could be cool and what I think Ryan's talking about. Um, we want, and, and anytime you submit a catch, uh, whether it be a tournament or a, just a personal pre-fishing, a lot of people use us for pre-fishing. I mean, they go in there and they can submit fish just as like they're fish, submitting fish for a tournament. And we capture everything about, you know, that, that fish. Um, when you're really looking at like water temperature and barometric pressure and things like that, 
you're getting it from like a the nearest weather station. It might not even be on the lake or the river, or the the water. It might be you know 20 miles away from you. So uh, we take the water temperature directly from the transducer and we add it to your catch. We take the depth directly from the um, transducer. We add it to your catch. Catch. We take the barometric pressure directly from the boat, um, and we log all that kind of stuff. So um, that's a little bit too power intensive for a uh, a kayak, but a stripped down version of that, you know, is absolutely something on our roadmap for the the kayak world. So it would be number one, a security system for your kayak, um, and number two, it would be able to help log all the information, you know gathered from your catches directly from your kayak and then it can also help with communication outside of cellular service so you know we have some radios on there that can transmit you know to the horizon so 7 to 11 miles depending upon the height um, for small little pieces of data so you're not going to send video or anything like that um, but we definitely can can look at uh, sending very specific information for kayaks now, one of the other things that we're, um, we have multiple devices with cellular modules on it. Uh, so with the advent of 5G, um, you know, streaming directly from your kayak could be a very, a very near term. Now you see where I'm going, Jay Karshman. That's what I'm talking about right there. The future, son. We're looking yeah. way out there. I think, I mean, we've said this, you know, like I think that, future of these big kayak tournaments when we're you know paying three or four thousand dollars to enter these things and there's only 50 or 100 people doing it traveling a circuit real deal it's going to come down to streaming it's going to come down to you go on a website you click your favorite angler you get an instant feed to their boat there's not going to be any crazy questions on what's happening tournament day it's going to have an entertainment value and it's also going to have a real you know advertising investment piece involved in that. I think that's where all this is going. To me, that was the most exciting thing that we had in the conversation. You know, I think I think we've had, you know, it's a it's a functional app, it's great, it, you know, GPS data, all the things we're used to, the angler, the year points clubs, that's a very cool feature that that we don't have, you know, automatically currently, but to me that, you know, looking long, you know, playing long ball, that streaming the 5G stuff, like I think you could really see a big uptake in that. I'm, I'm going to think out loud here, Ryan. I'm just imagining being able to submit a fish and then be able to link that submission back to a five-minute video clip, you know, live from the kayak or whatever. <laughs> yes. When you caught it and or took yes. the picture, you know, that'd be, that'd be legit. Uh, Katie asked a question about the data that you talked about, John. I think he's touched on it earlier. What happens to the data after an event? Uh, that's all secure, not sold. Not, oh, yeah. Not yeah. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, we, we do use it if, you know, we're working with a conservation group. Uh, again, it's with your permission. Uh, like on these big tournaments with Red Snapper, uh, NOAA is asking information about that, and the tournament actually provides it through them. Um, a lot of the, you know, we do a lot of tagging information. You have to opt into that. We will, we will never send somebody your GPS without your permission. Um, so all of that is is kept internal that's awesome uh, like ryan said we're kind of getting up against it we want to keep you too long this interview's kind of flown by i feel like don't you think ryan i knew it'd be i knew we'd have a lot to cover on this and there's a lot of features there's a lot of questions you know 
a lot of concern as to you know what what people are looking at but you know overall i think i think you got a you got a good platform and i'm glad to glad to hear that you know you've checked the boxes of of what is needed you know what what do we need to run these tournaments yeah well, i appreciate that and like i said we're always listening um maybe not always following every single social media post but uh <laughs> But definitely, if there's a feature that you guys are looking at and you're like, man, you know, I wish we could do this, more than likely, we can. Um, it's just you know, something that I'm not going to be understanding until people tell us. I mean, you know, that's what it is. Let's figure out what needs can to happen and we'll make it happen. Absolutely. Like, Uber to like, pick me up the night before and take me to the ramp. Like, can you Absolutely. integrate that? That'd be awesome. Uber, Uber, Uber's got an open Uber API. Shuttles. Yeah, Uber River Shuttles. I like that. Yeah. Perfect. We, we can actually turn your. Lights I appreciate on everybody that's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of comments. Uh, people are concerned for my health. Uh, we did have a long weekend. Uh, happy Happy birthday to Jackson Moore. Had a big party for him Saturday night. Uh, I slept twelve hours. I had nine conference calls. I'm now three hours from my house. So it's been a heck of a day. Yeah, hang in there, Ryan. Hang in there. <laughs> I know it's it's been a good I'm hanging, weekend. Hanging, man. I'm hanging. Yeah. Yeah, awesome interview. Thanks for everyone that that jumped in. I know we started early, but we still had a huge audience tonight and had a lot of interaction. So, uh, yeah, did you hear? See Jake's last comment. Can you find a well way to develop a way to find Shane's keys? <laughs> yeah, our buddy loses his keys all the time. So if you can put like a find my key app on on there, would be great. Uh, you, yes, we have an inventory control system. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yes, good that's stuff. the answer. That's the answer. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff man well, i appreciate good stuff. it thank you for coming on john yeah. and putting up with us my pleasure it was uh yeah. chick-fil-a chick-fil-a that's right man <laughs> hey and one more shout out western sun glad to be partners with you we'll get some more stuff out about that coming in the future but uh yeah with that john maybe great. next year or, or you know as the thing develops in 21 we can have you back great interview man that'd be great appreciate it guys all right, all right. Thank next you. monday see you guys see you later guys i'm good